going to be another fantastic show. There's a lot, a lot to talk about. Um, uh, the Palestinian uh, thing is just is is insanity, true insanity. We'll get to that coming up right away and tell you how we might be going to war with Iran uh, soon. All right. First, let me tell you about Relief Factor. Relief Factor is 100% drug-free. It was created by doctors. has four key ingredients that will help you with inflammation. It will help you sleep through the night. It'll help you get up in the morning. It will help you last all day. You've got 20 bucks to lose if it doesn't work. But if it works, you get your life back. Go play with your kids and your grandkids. Do the things you want to do. Try Relief Factor. Try it for the three-week trial. ReliefFactor.com. That's ReliefFactor.com. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. The entire thing began after a Palestinian Islamic Jihad sniper fired at Israeli soldiers. Israel retaliated. Over 600 rockets were then fired on civilians in Israel. And now we have Elon Omar saying that Israel is not a real democracy. It doesn't respect other religions. Shouldn't be a Jewish state. We have uh, Talib saying now that it's time that we we take care of quote our Palestinian people. Well, here in America, I I hope we do take care of our Palestinian people. Uh, Rashid Talib, who are your Palestinian people? Because last I checked. You were a member of the United States Congress. The lies, the deception, and the ramifications in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. I haven't even said good morning to Stu yet. Hello, Stu. Good morning, Glenn. How are you? Oh, my gosh, am I fantastic. Things are wonderful as usual. Wonderful. Good to hear. They are fantastic. Good Good for you? Wonderful, Glenn. Yeah, 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 good. I wouldn't know that. I mean, actually, we do have some really good economic news we, we could talk about today. great economic news. Uh, there's a lot of good Except coming in that. Except for the damn the trade thing. I know. What I know. is he doing? What is he doing? Stop it, Mr. President. Please stop it. It's the one, really the one thing, but there's so many other positives so far it hasn't. Uh, you know, know. It's, it hasn't made a massive impact, though it's a dra- It's definitely a drag on the economy if he would if he would Dow's reverse down that. 500 points this morning. Yeah. I mean, it's like, what are you doing? Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. I just love these tariffs. I love he's them. A, he is a fan. He's a for fan. Sure. And, he, and he, he ran on that. So, okay, here we go. Uh, let me talk to you a little bit about uh, Norton. Norton uh, is uh, is now a leader in a secure VPN. Norton is is a trusted name that we have known for cybersecurity is trusted for. I don't know how long decades I mean, Norton's been around since the computer has been around. Now VPN is something that I think everybody needs. And this is a way for nobody make sure that nobody's tracking you. Nobody's hacking into you as much as possible when you're online. Nobody's able just to follow you around. Really important. You may not think that you need a VPN now, but I'm telling you in a year from now, everybody's going to have a a VPN. You're just going to need one. VPNs, it is the future, and you can get the trust 
uh, and the security that you require from Norton, the Norton Secure VPN. Get the convenience of the connected world without the worries of online privacy or security. Just head to Norton.com slash VPN. Protection starts at $3.33 a month with annual subscription. It is Norton.com slash VPN. So a Islamic Jihad sniper fired at an Israeli soldier. So what happened? The Israelis fired back. Then Hamas decided, let's go to town. Over 600 rockets, 600 rockets fired into Israel. Four Israeli civilians were killed, the first civilians killed since the seven-week Gaza war in 2014. Why? Because they just fire rockets. They're, they're, they're looking to kill anyone. Thank goodness that there wasn't school uh, yesterday because schools were, uh, were blown up. Uh, kindergarten. Did you see the picture of the kindergarten class? I mean, they were so lucky that nobody was in those classes. High-ranking uh, Hamas operative was killed. Now, he's the guy responsible for transferring money from Iran to Hamas and Palestinian uh, uh, Islamic Jihad. Everybody was going crazy. It is, you know, what's really fascinating to me is how people on the left, and I mean, I shouldn't say on the left, how Democrats, the people that we know and love, in our own family, how these people don't understand what side they're on. If you saw this weekend, uh, you saw the um, the liberals that were going after the Venezuelans uh, in New York, the anti-Maduro Venezuelans. Did you see that? They were screaming at them in New York uh, about how... Um, Maduro wasn't so bad and and uh, and these these anti Maduro people are just they just want war and and um, and they're just trying to help Trump out. It's 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 nuts what's happening. Uh, Then you have then you have uh, Rashida Tlaib saying that. Um, the New York Times is dehumanizing our pan- Palestinian people who just want to be free. Who are your Palestinian people, Rashid? Can we play the audio I just heard on the four minute buzz? Play the audio, please, of of uh, Elon Omar. Listen to this. Most of the things that have always been aggravating to me is that we have had uh, a policy that makes one superior to the other. And we mask it with a conversation that's about justice and a two-state solution when you have policies that clearly prioritize um, one over the other. Such as? Um, I mean, just our relationship really with uh, the Israeli government and the Israeli state. And so when I see Israel Institute um, law that that recognizes it as 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 a Jewish state, and does not recognize 
um, the other religions that are that are living in it, and we still uphold it as a democracy in the Middle East. I almost oh chuckle because I know that if you know we 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 say we see that in in any other society, we would criticize it. We would okay, call stop. it out. We do that. Excuse me. Don't recognize others living in the area. She goes on to compare it to Saudi Arabia. Excuse me, that's an Islamic state, and you can't even have a Bible. There are churches, there are mosques everywhere in Israel. Everywhere. There is a huge Christian and Muslim population in Israel. There are Christians and there are Muslims in the Knesset. That's their house and senate. What do you mean? Why aren't you speaking out about places like, I don't know, Iran or Syria or or Turkey or Saudi Arabia or Libya? Is it okay to have an Islamic state? The day you come out and say it's wrong that it's an Islamic state, I'll I'll listen to you. I won't agree with you, but I'll at least listen to you when you say it shouldn't be a Jewish state. Now, we want to bring Jason in. He's our chief researcher and uh, and also um, military affairs expert. We sent the USS Abraham Lincoln over to stand guard um, against Iran. This is coming from Iran. Tell me, first of all. The high-ranking Hamas operative that was killed, responsible for transmit, uh, transferring money from Iran to Hamas. What do we know about that? This is, this is all linked. This is all linked. So um, that that specific high-ranking commander, just like you said, that's his job is to take the funds that come over from Iran and give that to, to, to Hamas, give it to Palestinian Islamic Jihad, and a number of other groups that Iran supports in Israel. It's very telling that uh, Islamic Jihad, that's the main Iranian group that's in uh, Gaza, um, that they're the ones that started all this. They started it. They knew exactly what was going to happen. They knew Israel gonna re- was, going, was going to retaliate. Hamas then responds with overwhelming force. Like you said, that's conservative is 600 rockets. It's probably closer to 700. Absolutely insane in a two-day period. A two-day period. Now, as soon as this aircraft carrier went into the Gulf, I was like, I know exactly what this is. The rumors were saying that uh, we decided to do this because we had gotten word that Iran was planning attacks on either U.S. forces or U.S. allies. That, to me, says I, uh, Israel all the way. They knew uh, what the strategy is. And the strategy is good, uh, Glenn, for, for attacking Israel. It, it was, should have worked during the Six-Day War. And it's... All the Arab nations surrounding them, they have more people than Israel does. It's a war of attrition. So if they hit them from multiple sides, from multiple borders, Israel shouldn't be able to hold. In fact, it should, Israel should not be here today. It right. was divine from, intervention from in my mind. Yeah, from 67, it was divine in- intervention. There was no way. W- what do you think could hold it this time? Besides divine intervention. Divine intervention or the United States government going in and helping them. Because no one else will. Absolutely no one else will. And now is the people that you were just quoting are actually trying to change that. They're trying to change public sentiment so that they don't have the social contract to go in and, and defend Israel. But um, I, I, it's, it's looking like we have the administration in place, at least for now, that's going to you know take a stand with them. But if we wouldn't show them that we were willing to put overwhelming force in the area to respond, because that's what this, what this was. 
I guarantee if this would have escalated the next level, if we would have set this one out, then I I can almost guarantee that Hezbollah would have been. They probably already had the orders. If nothing happens, if no carrier moves into the area, Hezbollah moves down into Israel, moves down into Gaza, and then this becomes that war, just like the Six Day War, multiple different borders, and Israel shouldn't be able to defend that. Egypt wouldn't be in on it though this time. Egypt would not be. Uh, Saudi Arabia wouldn't be in on it this time. No. So you would really only have what? Maybe Syria, Turkey, Lebanon, Tehran. Yep. Which is a very, very strange bedfellows because like uh, the the alliances are different now. Uh, Turkey's Muslim Brotherhood, but they also hate Iran. I don't know. I I, I have a hard time thinking that they would all come together uh, in a six day war type scenario. But really, that it would be hard enough fighting with Hezbollah. I mean, consider Israel's already fought a war with Hezbollah and it didn't go very well. Did not go very well. They've had years and years and years to get the funding, to get the, the weapons. That's why the blockade is there. And that's something that Ilhan Omar or Rashid Tlaib are not even talking about. They keep calling this an occupation force. There are no occupying troops in Gaza. There are none. Yeah, you know, when, when Rashid said, when, you know, when are we going to stop dehumanizing Palestinians? Well, I don't know. I, I'm not dehumanizing Palestinians. I don't know anybody who does dehumanize Palestinians. Hamas ex- does. Except yeah. the Palestinians and Iran. They don't care about the Palestinians. Yeah, it seems like when you want to strap a, a vest that explodes on a person, you're kind of dehumanizing them. Even if it is to kill when, the Jews and that wonderful, glorious goal you have. When you push mothers and babies to the front line, yeah. knowing that they're going to be slaughtered. When you put them next to the, the top terror targets to make sure yeah. that, you know, you to kill them, you have to also have other casualties that they can then exploit. Yeah, I mean, you, uh, who's you, who's you, dehumanizing these people? Yeah, and you know, when they when they when they when their leader when the Hamas leadership when they fire rockets or when they make a decision from their headquarters, they know exactly what's going to happen. They know a retaliation is going to come. They know uh, a bomb is going to come from the IDF. What they do is they immediately abandon those uh, those buildings and they go into the the civilian buildings next door, so that if when you hear that civilians die, that's by design. Mm-hmm. They do that on purpose, and they know how the media is going to cover it, and the media falls for it every frigging time. It's absolutely. I don't ugh. see here. Here's where I, I think this is falling apart. I think, I think the Democrats are so overplaying their hand. Uh, and not by choice. I mean, did you see Nancy Pelosi come out this weekend going, you know, we, we really need to kind of stay in the middle ground. I don't know if you if you saw this, but she's like, you know, we should be, you know, we, we really need to kind of remain moderate in the middle. Uh, what she's saying is we should just be crazy progressives, <laughs> not Marxist social is socialist Islamicists, because that's where they're headed. And I just I I can't believe that the American people are are with open borders. They are with Islamic terror. I just don't see them standing with care. I do see them caring about things like the Uyghurs. You know, I I tweeted something last night when I was going through all of this. I'm I'm for the Uyghurs. I think what's happening in China to the Uyghurs is an atrocity. Where's care on that one? It's an absolute atrocity what's going on. Uh, I mean, they could all be killed before America even or the world even wakes up. They are liquidating people in China. This entire Muslim community. 
And I'm all for standing up and making sure. I mean, I was very disappointed when Donald Trump took that off the table. In his negotiations uh, this weekend, he said he wasn't going to he wasn't going to push for the uh, Uyghurs uh, release. I, I have to tell you, I was really disappointed in that. So how can I have Islamophobia if I'm for the Islamic people in China? But I'm against the people, the Palestinians, because of the way they behave, they're being used and they're being used by the Muslim Brotherhood. They're being used by Hezbollah. They're being used by everybody, including Talib, including Omar. They're being used. I feel bad for the Palestinian people, but I am not for their their cause because their cause is driven by terrorists. And I just I I find it hard to believe, but uh, you know, hey, I I told you once, I've told you a thousand times, you won't recognize your country. I don't recognize my country anymore, so I don't know if I can predict my country. But if my countrymen are still awake or alive at all, they're going to see the things that are happening, and they are not going to want to stand with the extremists in the Democratic Party. We'll have more on this uh, coming up. Uh, right now, let me uh, tell you about our sponsor this half hour. It's 1-800-Flowers. I've been reminding you that Mother's Day is fast approaching. It is now just days away. It is this coming Sunday. 1-800-Flowers is here. They've got a really beautiful uh, bouquet for you. Now, when you order a dozen sorbet roses, 1-800-Flowers, we're going to give you an extra half dozen for free, plus a glass vase at twenty nine ninety nine. So that's 18 sorbet roses, plus the free glass vase for only twenty nine ninety nine. Look at these. These came in last week. Uh, these are the roses from 1-800-Flowers, and we just jammed them into a vase, so... Uh, but look, oh, great, they're, they're blooming. Not a single petal has fallen off. These have been here for a week. Uh, order now. It's available today. It's only available today. So you get 12 roses, pastels, uh, and they'll add another half dozen in. And you get it with the glass vase for twenty nine ninety nine only at 1-800-Flowers today only. 1-800-Flowers.com. Use the promo code BECK. That's 1-800-Flowers.com. Promo code BECK. We break for 10 seconds. Station ID. Let me give you this one. Okay, so we had the... We had the the crazy liberals in New York um, screaming at the Val- uh, the uh, Venezuelans uh, who were protesting outside of the Venezuela embassy. Now, they were pro, uh, no, anti-Maduro people inside the embassy. Of course, it's all pro-Maduro, whether they, they personally are or not. That's the stance of the government. Maduro is the leader. So you had all of these these freedom people, all Venezuelans, they're protesting in front of their their own embassy. Now, these guys have skin in the game because their families are there. These white liberals come out 
and they are just hammering, just hammering these people standing up for Maduro. It's like, how are you doing this? How, how, how can you get up in the morning and go, yep, I'm on the right side. I'm absolutely on the right side. I'm for, I'm for Maduro. What? What? Just a simple bus driver who rose to prominence, Glenn, and is trying to do the right thing for the people. It's amazing when that is the dynamic, when people who actually have family members there, who actually have been handed the uh, the downsides of this whole situation in real vivid ways, are being protested by people who who walk out of coffee shops and are telling them how they should feel about socialism. They'll, they'll defend it to the death. They usually do. So let's let's do another one because they'll defend this to the death too. They'll they'll say, "Oh no no no, this is an isolated incident." You, you watch. Um, I don't know. Did you see what happened in Philadelphia at the mosque in Philadelphia? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Okay. So let me play the video here. If we have the video, this is from a mosque in Philadelphia where the kids are celebrating uh, Uma. Oh. Uh, we don't have no, it. I thought I saw it earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, Uma Day where they were wearing Palestinian scarves, they read poetry, uh, and they sang songs. And the songs were about killing for Allah mm-hmm. and killing for the mosque in Jerusalem uh, and, uh, and s- subjecting their enemies of Allah uh, to eternal torture. Okay, so in Philadelphia, at the mosque... They were singing songs about beheading infidels and sending Allah's uh, uh, people to eternal torture. Anybody who is against Allah. When we come back, I'm going to share with you uh, what they said, how that happened. And the press seems to be okay with it. You're not going to be okay with it. And I don't think your Democratic neighbors are going to buy into it either in a minute. You're listening to Glenn Beck. And it's slow. Let me um, tell you about ZipRecruiter. Unemployment now at historic lows. That is, this is the best news. What are we at? 3.6 now? This is the lowest uh, unemployment number for veterans in, I don't know, decades. This is really, really good. Hispanic numbers, black numbers, women numbers, 3.6. So now to find the right person, it's going to get harder and harder. You need ZipRecruiter at ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck. They send your job to over 100 of the leading uh, job boards. But they also now go out and they look for the people that may not have seen your ad and they invite them to answer your ad. ZipRecruiter is so effective that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Right now, you can try it for free at this exclusive web address. It's hard to find a good quality person. Now, with the unemployment rate so low, it's even harder, thank God. It's ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck. The smartest way to hire. ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck. Sign up to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash Glenn. Get Stephen Crowder, Mark Levin, Glenn Beck, and so many others. Use the promo code Glenn to save 10 bucks. 
After a childhood full of unsuccessful attempts to pull the wool over mom's eyes, I don't think really mom is uh, is going to miss that last-minute Mother's Day gift and really think that that was something truly thoughtful. This Mother's Day, don't settle for anything other than really thoughtful. Right now, the biggest and the brightest bouquets from 1-800-Flowers.com will do the job. They have amazing offers on a beautiful Mother's Day bouquet and arrangement starting at $29.99 with an amazing selection of sweets and treats and bouquets, really anything that you can think of. 1-800-Flowers has it. For Mother's Day. Mother's Day bouquets and arrangements start now at $29.99. An amazing offer, but you have to order today. Make sure you lock in this offer only good while supplies last. After you've chosen the gorgeous bouquet or arrangement, just pick a delivery date and let 1-800-Flowers handle the rest. 1-800-Flowers. Trust them to make mom feel loved. To order beautiful and vibrant Mother's Day bouquets starting at $29.99, go to 1-800-Flowers.com slash back. Order today. Save at 1-800-Flowers.com slash back. Uh, welcome to the uh, program. We were just talking off the air. I just saw Endgame this weekend. We won't go into details, but it is. I found I, I, I didn't have anybody spoil it for me, but I had people say to me, oh, it's the greatest movie of all time. It's a blah, blah, blah. And I was like, shut up. I don't want to hear that because I don't want to up my Set expectations. expectations. Yeah. Um, but it was it was not the greatest movie of all time, but it is really satisfying. It is. I think it's solid. Yeah, really solid and mm-hmm. and probably the most satisfying ending to a to a series I've ever seen. Yeah. You know, Star Wars is ending. Yeah. They've got what, episode 9 coming mm-hmm. out in December. <clears throat> yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine that that's going to be half as satisfying as this one was. Well, I can't two, either. Two solid movies in that series. Uh well, yeah, maybe two in the entire series of Star Wars. I love Star Wars movies, but really I think the first 3 I solid. think the first three are I, solid. The first two. Return of the, the Jedi first two is a are bunch brilliant. of Ewoks. The third one's solid. It's not that good. Go back and revisit <laughs> Return of the a, Jedi. It is not that good. We've had a problem with that. It's not nearly as good as well, the first Ewoks two. the were just so stupid. horrible. Yeah, it was stupid. Yeah. It was the precursor to Jar Jar Binks. And then it went to and, the prequels, which we all know were disasters. I thought yeah. one... Of, I'll give the first one back, even though it was basically they just remade the first movie. I'll give episode, I guess, seven some credit. Uh, I kind of like that one. You know, eight. Eh. You know, they really, it, it has eight, not been I a hate. consistent success. For one of the biggest series of all time. I mean, it's really mm-hmm. been uneven. Is it, it really is has. Oh, to be uneven is generous. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. where Marvel has, well, up until recently, I thought has been really pretty even. It's been really, really very good mm-hmm. uh, all the way along. It's had some, it's had some clunkers. But not like the consistency of Star Wars. That thing was just destroyed. It's a kind of amazing that it's just powered through all that, though. I mean, it's powered through three prequels that universally everybody hates, basically. And that's why... And like, because still, it had 30 years of love. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we loved it so much, we've endured the last five that have been <laughs> totally subpar. Yeah. And we still look at it as, oh my gosh, the new Star Wars is coming out. It's amazing. Uh, How is it possible? Uh, I do. I, I, I still do. look... I hated the last one, and I can't wait for the next one. Oh, I can't. I can. What other movie could you... I, I can't think of another one like that. That's how much I, I'm, how it, beloved to me, the first it is, three are. To me, it is turn. It's I'm. Are you not looking forward to it? I'm looking forward to it, but it's See? not like no, no, no. It's not like 
I've got to be there. Like, the new Godzilla is out. I want to see that. I am going the day it opens. It looks Seriously? awesome. Oh, my gosh. Have you seen the reboot of the Godzilla movies? <laughs> how, how many reboots no, 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 have no, there no. been? The, no, latest, no, no. the latest one. The latest couple have been yeah, good. Yeah, I, I saw the latest one, I think. The one with... Uh, Brian Cranston? Brian Cranston. Yeah. That was solid. Yeah, yeah. Yes. That was rock solid. solid. Is that related to this new one? Yes. It is. Yes, okay. it's a continuation of this one. I got to say, and just the height, like the trailer... Has sucked me in completely. Oh my gosh, the trailer is fantastic. <laughs> Rafe and I were just on the end of our seats. We were like, "Yes!" I'm totally 11 years old when that thing comes oh, on. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. Like, I don't, I, again, I was not a fan of Godzilla no, as a I was kid. Never it just a looks we used amazing. to joke about Godzilla. Yeah. It was so bad. And isn't this like? Doesn't it have like Mothra in it? It's yeah, a three-headed dragon, and like yeah, it's all the all big characters yeah. together. Yeah. At once. It's it's what the Japanese used to do occasionally. They made Godzilla the hero. And he fought off the evil yeah, monsters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so great. <laughs> that's what this one is, yeah. right? So no, stupid. that's what he did in the last one. So dumb. I still love it. I don't know why. <laughs> it's again, like I have no, I sometimes will uh, make fun of superhero movies because I don't have any interest in them. Or, I mean, even like fantasy movies, like Lord of the Rings. Everyone's like, the greatest movies mm-hmm. of all time. I have no interest in them at all. And yet, here I am pitching for Godzilla. Yeah. It's not, I know, not it doesn't seem like your there. style. No. No, it doesn't. I don't know why. Giant monster. I like the disaster movies. Like, I like the giant, you know... Towering dis- Inferno. Yeah, like... I, I, Earthquake. They're just... I don't know why. There's no reason for me to <laughs> like those. Good, they're, they're none of those good ones, though. None of them were good. None of them were good. Mm. And there's no and there's no good disaster movies Airport. now. No, I... San Andreas. You saw San Andreas. I saw, I saw San Andreas. That was horrible, but You had fun. to see San Andreas. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> I like The Rock, man. The one with, yeah, yeah. Awesome. that's what I thought. It was mm-hmm. The Rock. And then he did a, one called... Skyscraper? Yes, I saw it. Recently, you saw oh, yeah, it? I was saw it that. Was it's it's that The was... Rock. You got to see The Rock. It's fun. It's, it's not no way. It was the best the one, though. No. It's Even, worth an on-demand rent. Though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, I, I mean, it. you'll be bothered by some of the physics of it. <laughs> <I'm sure. laughs> That's I a bet. real understatement. <laughs> yeah. I'll bet. It was, got, bother it, was, it was well done for that type of movie, just like San Andreas yeah. was. Like you, The ridiculous over-the-top disaster things going on, and so many times they're running away from the earth falling behind them, and, oh, and there's, yeah. there's towers crazy. falling nine inches behind them, and they're yeah, not moved. Yeah. They, they yeah. keep yes. running. It's that type of yes. stuff. As long as you don't mind overlooking that, and, and you sort of celebrate it as the ridiculous that it is it's like, like it's like uh day after tomorrow where they outrun the instant freeze <laughs> if we could just run into the library we'll be fine because the cold can never come into the library no books, no. books repel cold we all know this <laughs> no it's the best insulation you can find yes <laughs> yeah and then if can, it's gonna if it's gonna instantly freeze people animals ever, i mean instantly Library. Library. It's the only place. New York Public Library. That's where you go. Everybody knows it. The windows... No, they'll in a library. Even the windows are they're fine. <laughs> they're fine. They're fine. They're fine. They're totally fine. Don't worry about so it. Right. you have to suspend uh, disbelief in all of these movies. But um, fair. It's yeah. a fair but, assessment. But, but you, may I say this? We're living in a time where you have to suspend disbelief to live. That's true. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know, sure. I, I got to give you this headline. I got to give you this headline. Then we're going to take a quick break and come back with something else that Pat wants to talk about. Um, oh, where is it? Uh, here, here's one. Atlantic readers advocate for diversity in medical schools. No. No, I don't want diversity in medical. I don't care if they're all Hispanic, all black, right. all white. I don't care. If they all belong, that's what I want. I just, yeah. If Do they all belong do there? They, do they belong in medical school? Um, I, that's downright dangerous. 
If that's how you're going to choose your students. No, I don't know what you're talking about. No. Then there's another story. Gosh, where is it? I don't have it now. Uh, It's a great story about a biological man who says he's a woman, is a female, is a male female opera star now playing a male on stage. What? Yeah. Wait, what? Can't even follow that. He's a male. (laughs) Okay. Claims to be a female. All right. He he is a he is a male female opera star playing the role of a male on stage so which he biologically is <laughs> right, so it's yes. not much of a stretch not a, not really a stretch <laughs> but i just i would just like to point out wow and you think godzilla is ridiculous yeah. <laughs> pack ray unleashed is uh is uh is is incredible it's well it's every it's every day it's incredible it is every day and it's incredible and you did the story today about the philadelphia mosque yeah hang on we're gonna come back i want to come back with that yeah first let me tell you about lifelock uh synthetic identity theft synthetic identity theft what the hell is this it's when a criminal uh creates an uh an identity instead of just stealing an existing one The scam involves mixing real social security numbers or fake numbers with other pieces of information, names, addresses, and birthdays to put together an entirely new identity. This is one that happens with illegal immigration, doesn't it? Because they they take real social security numbers and tie them to fake identities to be so they act so they're somewhat like legal in their mind of like, oh well we're 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 on the tax rolls. So companies can hire them, but then someone with the real social security number gets screwed. Did you see this? A third of Guatemalans plan to immigrate to the United States. Open the doors. <laughs> Come, on every, everyone. Come on down. Everyone. Anyway, uh, so you really need somebody watching uh, the back door of your life to make sure none of your medical records or anything is out for sale on the dark web. LifeLock.com. They can't stop everything, but they see some of the threats that you're going to miss on your own. It's LifeLock.com. They also have somebody who is is uh, here in the United States that will help clear all of this crap up if it's already happened to you. LifeLock.com. Use the promo code BECK. That's LifeLock.com. Promo code BECK. So Pat Cray is uh, joining us, and uh, he's got... Uh, He's got something to say about uh, what's happening in Philadelphia. You know, we CNN covered the Covington kids relentlessly and their bigoted hate towards Native Americans, which mm-hmm. turned out to be completely false. However, their quietest church mice on the videotape that uh, memory, which is not even American news source mm-hmm. found coming out of Philadelphia. Yeah, usually, you know, we've seen this before, so it shouldn't shock us because the children are indoctrinated like it, like this in in the Middle East a lot of times. But when it's in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, it kind of takes a different little feel. Uh, there's a little different perspective on it. Um, we, I, I skipped because this is in Arabic. Uh, I skipped the songs where they they have this performance. Um, uh, they they perform certain routines while the music is playing and they're talking about violence and killing mm-hmm. Jews and all of that. And then afterwards, some of the kids get together on stage and recite these poems. And uh, here's... Now, it's in Arabic again, so we're going to have to read the... Translation. Translation, but... 
Our martyrs sacrificed their lives without hesitation. They attained paradise. The scent of musk emanates from their bodies. They compete with one another to reach paradise. The, will Jerusalem be their capital city or will the hotbed for cowards? We will defend our land of divine guidance with our bodies and we will sacrifice our souls without hesitation. We will chop off their heads. We will liberate the sorrowful and exalted mosque. We will lead the army of Allah fulfilling his process and we will subject them to eternal torture. Wow. I mean, okay, so the excuse that uh, they used at the uh slip through the cracks yeah muslim american society was it yeah it just wasn't vetted properly and that doesn't represent our uh point of view at all can i ask you something can (laughs) i ask you (laughs) really so that's the first time those kids just came up with that on their own i have slipped into genocide plays so many times i can't even count them (laughs) no no now listen you said it wasn't vetted properly right so that means they were probably you should see what they cut (laughs) yeah you should see what was vetted. It does what make they, you wonder, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it does. It does make you wonder. I mean, there's no way. That's not like one. That's not like one phrase. That you're like, okay, okay, but it kind of. No, no. There's no double meaning in this. No, not none at all. None at all. It's the, not like you took that out of context. Right. So this goes on for I don't know five minutes or something for the, between for the them, song and this. For them to mm. say uh, what just wasn't vetted is ridiculous. Yeah, and that it doesn't really represent their point of view. Well. Okay, then how come kids then, just did that on their own? Then how come memory found out about it? Yeah. How come it wasn't the Muslims in that community that came out of there and saying, hey, we have some bad Muslims uh, that are running our mosque and they didn't vet this. How come there wasn't a big outrage at the mosque? This should chill people to the bone because clearly that's what the kids are being taught. Yeah, because the kids also aren't upset about it. Right. right, like you think. Yeah, the, right. The kids it's were the saying, most I'm normal thing in the world. People, yeah, they chop their heads off. What? So you take that. That, that is got to be standard in in mm-hmm. the way they're being taught at some level. If I went to my kids right now and tried to, you know, had them re- read something that was about brutal murders, they would certainly question it. Right. I mean, like yes. they, you know, I mean, getting their my young, kids would come home from church if that's what they were doing in, you know, primary, and they caught, they got out, and they would definitely come home going. I said, what did you do at church today? We were doing a poem about beheading people <laughs> and making people burn uh, forever. Uh, and, and killing Jews. And killing Jews. In Jerusalem. Well, wait. I mean. Right. But I mean, e- e- the kids themselves would have caught that. They wouldn't have needed to yeah. come to tell you about it. The kids themselves would have caught it. And yeah. Oh, how, yeah. How yeah. old are those kids? I mean, Probably I, 10 or 12, right? Yeah. I mean, old enough, you know, to, I think to recognize, I don't know if I should be doing this. Play it again. I just want to see their faces as they're doing it. <clears throat> yeah, these kids Totally are, matter of fact. Yeah. I will yeah, also 10, say 12, 13. Also say this. They really get through these sentences quickly. To the fact that Glenn, when translating, couldn't even keep up with the, the subtitles. Yeah. Usually it's the other way around with, with foreign languages where there's like 26 sentences and then they say, the. <laughs> You're like, oh. We will sacrifice our souls without hesitation. We will chop off their heads. We will liberate the Al-Aqsa Mosque. We will lead the army of Allah fulfilling his promise. <laughs> really fast reading, though. Yeah. I'll say that. Yeah. I'll say that. You know what? We might not agree with the whole beheading talk, but the reading, the reading is skills fundamental. are pretty good. Really doing, yeah, they're yeah, doing they're well. Really they're good. doing very well there. So we got that going for us. Mm-hmm. It's in you Philadelphia. Know. That's in Philadelphia. The memory's supposed Chilling. to be like pilling, you know, clips from 
Palestinian television in Iran. In Iran. They're taking them out of our country now and translating them. Yeah. That is not a and, good sign. And what's being done? And, and what's CNN? Being is CNN covering this? No. Oh, I don't think at all. Oh. I saw it on Fox this morning, but, but Trump's I have not tax seen returns this is an else. interesting topic that we can spend the next <laughs> right. 60 years of what our lives bar? on. What's happening with Barr? Is he going to show up? Is he Ooh. not going to show Are up? Are they no. going to allow Mueller to testify? Ooh, I can't Ooh. wait to find out. Hi. But there was a tweet about it this weekend. Let's cover that in a segment. Can you a believe tweet? the president tweeted about the Kentucky Derby? Oh, yes. Let's quote it and go over it over and over and over and over again. But this, let's not even bother covering it because you know what? Wasn't properly vetted, guys. Was not properly vetted. If this was a clip that they had vetted, maybe we should pay attention to it. But it had not been properly vetted. Are our Democratic neighbors just burying their heads in the sand? Or are they part of this? I think they're burying their heads in the sand. Yeah, and you know because it's not on CNN or somewhere else. Sometimes they don't well, even know watching about CNN. it. Nobody's watching CNN. CNN literally. CNN was down another twenty five percent. Wow, twenty five percent. That's there's who's watching that network anymore? Seriously, who is mm-hmm. watching that? It's they're Hardly over. Anybody. CNN is over. I think, though, a lot of it is you've talked about this with Riaz Patel before, where, where you we'd bring up these stories that were very fundamental to the show. Heard and he'd never even heard the stories yeah. because he ran in Democratic circles. I mean, he's a he's a left wing guy, although one we really respect, you know, it's but it's one of those things when once you if you you're, you're in your own, you're own, little, your own bubble. little bubble, you don't even hear these things. And a lot of the people you're talking to that are Democrats have never heard the stories that are forming your worldview as a conservative. And that's a that's a real problem. Well, we have to find a way to make friends um, with our with our neighbors and reach out to our neighbors because our neighbors would not put up with this. They would see the, the warning signs everywhere if they heard these stories. Imagine being evicted from your home for not paying your home equity loan uh, back, but you never took out a home equity loan. That would suck, wouldn't it? Uh, I mean, literally evicted from your home. We've been telling you about this couple in Portland, uh, Bill and Betty. Um, they had no idea that somebody had taken their their uh, house and forged the title, gone over to a bank, taken all of the you know equity loans out that they possibly could. Bill and Betty start getting these things. They discard them. We didn't take out that loan. Um, the bank insists that, yes, you did take out that loan. They're like, no, it's not us. Next thing they know, the house is foreclosed on, and they've had to spend thousands of dollars to get their house back. I mean, it, it's it's an absolute nightmare. We can get a free title scan to you right now to make sure that your house is still your house and this hasn't happened to you. Fastest growing crime, according to the FBI, and only one company is standing guard on it. HomeTitleLock.com. HomeTitleLock.com. Register your home now. Make sure your title has not already been uh, tampered with. $100 value for free. HomeTitleLock.com. Go there now. HomeTitleLock.com. of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. I had a new friend of mine uh, write me last week after our special on socialism, and he said, uh, Glenn, I watched it. He said, what you said is vital. It is, it is happening just as fast as you think it is, but you're missing something. Now, 
This is a guy who was a professor at NYU. He was uh, he used to write white papers for the communist movement. He was a he was a communist, uh, if you will. But he, as he said to me, more in theory, it always ends in massive death. I this is a theory. I didn't think we we're actually going to do it. Uh, and he has he's woke, if you will. And he said a major piece of this has finally been snapped in place in his mind. I read a couple of chapters of a book he's working on over the weekend, and I needed to get him on right away because you need to hear this about new corporate socialism. Holy cow, when you hear this theory, it all kind of works. And you see where we're headed if we don't turn around and wake up. Corporate Socialism with Michael Rechtenwald in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. You know, there is uh, there's something to um, being able to work on your own car. You know, I remember when uh, I was growing up, people would say, you know, because I got an MG and people would say, oh, you, <laughs> you're, you're preaching to the choir here. Yeah, I know. You've got one. I've got one now. Yeah. What, yes. what year is it? 70? 78. 78. And it, uh, it does spend its share of time in the shop, I've noticed. Now, they used to say, oh, that's because the, the English love to tinker with their cars. No, they don't. <laughs> they just build crappy cars. That's what it is. I love them, but, but yes. Yeah, but there is something about being able to fix your own car. You can't do that now. And the sensors just alone are a fortune. If something goes wrong with your car and it doesn't have warranty, it's real trouble. It's real trouble. So get extended vehicle protection from CarShield. I have it on my trucks. Uh, because I drive my trucks until the doors fall off. And uh, I just brought one in about a year ago. It was like $6,000 worth of sensors and stuff that had gone bad. I had no idea. brought it in for an oil change. When they told me uh, it's a $6,000 repair, I freaked out. Well, no, I don't want it. I don't know if the truck is worth $6,000. Uh, but CarShield had taken care of it. That's the kind of peace of mind you can get if you have uh, extended vehicle protection from CarShield. Go to carshield.com, 800-CAR-6000, 800-CAR-6000. Use the promo code BECK. It's carshield.com, promo code BECK. We go to Michael Rechtenwald uh, now. Uh, Michael, are, are you there? Hey, Hi Glenn, how are you? Good. How are you? Are you still with um, Are you still with NYU or not? I am quote unquote retired. You're uh, but it's you know I, I can't really say more. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll let the audience infer what what yeah. I mean. Okay. All right. Um, so you're also the author of Springtime for Snowflakes, which I think is a fantastic story, um, and uh, you are you are now writing a, a new book. Um, based on a question that I gave you that you couldn't answer? Yes, that's right. And, and what was the question? Uh, I think the question had to do with, uh, you know, what is it about uh, the uh, socialism that, uh, that, I guess it was more like, why are so many leftists out there, and even in corporate America, 
uh, we see this leftism all over the place. So I wanted to investigate, you know, uh, with all this woke capitalism going on, with all this, you know, leftist uh, embraced by corporations of a leftist agenda. I started trying. This is really puzzling me. I was like, what, what are they doing? What are they why are they promoting leftist ideals? For like, for instance, Gillette, uh, they yeah. did the, you know, the, all that woke crap. Uh, Nike took Colin Kaepernick. All of right. these things. And you think that the answer has been that they are just placating and going along with the times. But you don't buy That's that. Right. Not at all. I mean, I don't think that a corporate, you know, corporate interests would, uh, you know, just placate a, a one of their consumer contingents um, and, you know, by, and, and embrace this kind of ideology, you know, unless it actually benefited them in the long run. And I think they, it, it does. And I saw, I thought that through and thought about all the ways, in fact, which w- what I'm calling corporate leftism uh, benefits uh, these global monopolistic corporations. Okay, so this seems counterintuitive because you would say, there's no way that these these companies now I can understand it with tech like Google and Facebook. If they're in yeah. bed with the government, they have right. all of the information that they could ever need. And I can totally understand that. Um, right. And it frightens the crap out of me. But how can right. a company that is interested in serving its shareholders be for socialism? Well, you know what they want is kind of like I call it a. Uh, a kind of socialism with Chinese characteristics, which is what they call China now. And that, that is that there's monopolies on the top and everybody else is socialism for everybody else. In effect, it's, you know, what, what is socialism really, but a monopolization of the means of production by the state and every other area of life. So all you do with corporate socialism is you replace the players who are controlling the means of production with corporate players and they and their monopolies. It's effectively the same to the people on the ground. Hmm. So, uh, explain the difference between this and like national socialists, where uh, they did let the entrepreneur or the the experts in in each field stay in charge of those companies. Well, this is the, this is globalist for one. Uh, this is not nationalist. It has to be globalist because they need certain factors to be the case. For example, they need uh, to er- erode the nation state. The sovereignty of the nation state stands in the way of global uh, monopoly. Uh, they need to um, embrace leftist ideas for reasons that I explained. For example, that the, these leftist ideas work perfectly for what they're trying to establish. And that is uh, that... You have they, they they promote these new identity types, you know, transgenderism. Uh, they're promoting gender pluralism. They're promoting the breakdown, which which will end in the breakdown of the family. They're promoting all of these various elements that actually serve them because this just makes the uh, the entries the the I'm sorry, it just makes it impossible to oppose what they're up to. How, how do you? I mean, again, how do you mean by dividing, uh, dividing people up all these, all into all these groups? How, how does yeah. that benefit them? And can you go well, over that? First of all, you create uh, new niche markets. You know, so if you continually create new niche markets, then you just cater to them. 
So I, so I did see I did see a story out this weekend that makeup for men is the is the new right hot coming thing. Right. And that, that's that's is all intentional that they have to get rid of a traditional or conventional gender because this, you know, is the basis of the family. If you get rid of man, woman, you have you basically are half a layer or more to getting rid of the family as such. And what's what's the reason for getting rid of the family? The family is a, is a space or a buffer space between state or state or corporate power. And, you know, so it's, it's a space where people can learn different things and have a different perspective that is not necessarily that of the dominant powers, like the, like the state itself or corporations mm. who are taking the place of the state in effect now. So what I'm talking about is a corporate uh, governance almost that's taking place. For example, if you look at uh, Google, and Facebook and all of the big, uh, you know, the big techs, what they're doing is effectively eliminating the public sphere of public space uh, in two ways. One, they make it irrelevant. You know, if you're not saying something online, if you're not reaching people through social or mass um, or social media, you really have no voice, right? So they make the public sphere in effect irrelevant. Number two, then you control what's said on those very spaces because they don't have the, they don't have the obligation of the state to grant you the first amendment rights and they're not granted them as we see so i was in church this weekend and we were talking um about how the young men and young women in the church are no longer really even talking to each other they're not they're all living in a virtual world they don't they yeah. just don't behave the way um, people have behaved for forever. Now they're right. just living in this virtual world, and that's what you're talking about, how they control everything. Yeah, there, there's a couple of reasons why that's happening. I mean, the you know marriage rates are down, of course, birth rates are down. This is basically a function of keeping a, you know, some sort of uh, fractiousness between men and women. Uh, in order to, to keep these uh, birth rates down and, and so forth. And this is, of course, explains the immigration uh, quite a bit. But also, yeah, they're living in a virtual world. Uh, everybody is, you know, sort of like a monad sitting on the web. And all of the real communications are taking place there. And then they're censored uh, mm-hmm. and they're controlled. And, you, you know, it's not, you know, as you saw, they just threw off several people that, that are considered dangerous right from from facebook and this is going to get worse they're curtailing uh, they're already curtailing our rights by by virtue of you know making the public sphere irrelevant and then controlling you know by virtue of being private enterprises what happens or what is expressed on their platforms and then they're just saying okay then then they're also limiting anybody who might be challenging this perspective and that's why these paper are being cut out. So they're not, they're not only doing, they're not only doing the people that are challenging, um, but they're also, if you defend them, you're also going to lose your status online. Absolutely. You can't defend them at all. If you go online and you try to defend uh, some of the people that were just uh, depersoned, if you will, Friday, uh, you'll be just vilified like them and you'll probably be next. Yeah, well, it's, there, Facebook you know, said, Facebook said, even defense of those who have been uh, deplatformed uh, is cause yeah, to deplatform this, you. I, again, I'm calling this, a, this is a digital gulag, in effect. 
Mm-hmm. They're, they're putting people in effect in digital gulags where they can't reach anyone else. and They're disappeared from society. Uh, it's happening like crazy, and it's a very pernicious development. So they're acting like both corporations and states at the same time. They're exercising the prerogatives of statehood and the uh, corporate prerogatives of profiteering. And this is a this is this is a very serious danger. Okay, Michael Rechtenwald, uh, author of Springtime for Snowflakes, which is a great book about his journey and what woke him up and finally got him at the university level to say enough is enough. And uh, it's uh, it's also the reason why he's now retired, quote unquote. Michael Rechtenwald will continue uh, in just a second with him first. Let me just take one minute and tell you the housing market is crazy homes are going fast uh there is a bidding war that is starting back again when it is when it is your turn to buy you need to be pre-qualified so you can you can go in and you can bid with confidence and not lose that bid start the pre-qualification in as little as 10 minutes with no upfront fees If you choose American financing, you're going to work with a salary-based rep who is going to customize a loan to meet your needs with a a low rate and fast closing. I I will tell you that it's it's interesting. I was talking to a guy who does mortgages for homes uh, just yesterday, and we were talking about, you know, what's coming. And uh, he said, what's crazy is the number of people that will say, no, 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 but I'm going to get a raise, you know, probably next year. And how risky people will uh, will be and how willing they are to take on the extra burden and just blue sky it. Don't do that. (laughs) Don't do that. American financing, they work for you. They're not going to blue sky things. They're not trying to sell you a mortgage. They're trying to find the right one for you. Call 800-906-2440. That's 800-906-2440 or AmericanFinancing.net. We break for 10 seconds. Station ID. Okay, so the borders break down, which allows them to um, allows these corporations to do business anywhere. One government uh, it allows them again to not have to worry about the laws uh, everywhere else. Is there any is there any thought to freedom, uh, Michael? How are they how are they getting past well, the idea of? of what's happening to our societies is not leading to more freedom. Not at all. I, in fact, I call it the simulation of freedom. So what they're doing is because they have these platforms where people are putatively able to express themselves, you know, across a grass, a vast plethora of uh, platforms, it looks like freedom, but the terms of the, of the, of the discourse are completely set by them. Uh, so they are constraining it to such a degree, and we don't know where this is going to stop. You know, this idea of the Overton window, mm. which is like the allowable space for political discourse, it's going to narrow and narrow and narrow and narrow. And then sooner or later, it'll even come down on the necks of liberals. And they'll see that they're, you know, they've been celebrating the, the, the unpersoning and the, the gulagging or the digital gulagging of all these people that they consider enemies. Well, this could happen to them. 
it will happen to them. I think it already is. And to some regard, I think it already is. I, I've had Joe Lieberman, who was a uh, senator for the Democrats for years, presidential, uh, vice presidential nominee in the year 2000. Um, and he told me that he felt a lot of the the old style Democrats. They're now terrified of the new style Democrats because they're not yeah. progressive. They are radicals. Right. And they'll, they could meet to them. They could uh, shame them for not being, you know, embracing the Green New Deal. They, they could do any number of things to totally ruin them. I mean, you know, I'm not that I have that much sympathy for them, but I mean, it's happening yeah. already, of course, to Biden. Uh, and, you know, th- th- this is true. Yeah, they, they will turn on a lot of people, you know, and, and it happened in the Soviet Union. So even true believers were sent to the gulag, were shot in the head. And it, it really didn't matter if they changed the terms just a slight bit. You're done. So, Michael, when you watched the special last week, you wrote to me and said it's vital. Mm-hmm. And then you said that um, you're writing as fast as you can because yeah. because you you sense the same thing I sense. Can you put into words what you're feeling? Sure. Um, like you're saying, they're hastening for some reason. Uh, a, a the development of a worldwide socialism, okay, and it is going to be an erosion of our rights. It is going to impoverish us for the most part, and you know, not everybody, but uh, a lot of people could suffer poverty over this. And it's going to be persecutorial, just like the Soviet uh, Union was. And you know, it's just a nightmare. Uh, and it's, it's very frightening. And I'm, I'm trying to, you know, I was trying to figure out how are they up to this and why are they doing this? And why are corporations, in effect, seeming to support it? Uh, and I think people like, uh, you know, uh, Cortez and, of course, Bernie Sanders, they're just shills for these corporate socialists. They're, they, they're spreading on the ground and trying to, you know, get the permeation of socialist ideology everywhere they can. Because these, these, this corporate, this socialism will benefit these monopolists in the end. Uh, and that's really what I think is the full picture of what's happening. So who are these monopolists that you're talking about? Who are these? Well, you, you, you mentioned first, the first, the first said the avant-garde of this is, of course, what I'm calling uh, the Google Archipelago. Uh, and that's the title of my next book, Google mm-hmm. Archipelago that they are the leading edge, the digital giants. And they, you know, they're they, paving the way for the rest of this. And they actually Lord. believe it. Um, these are believers. And in, in, in the chapter of your book that I, I read um, yesterday, you, are, uh, you, you lay it out very clearly that the problem is, is their ideology is everywhere. It's in all of the base code. Yes, it's even in the technology. And I'm going to show how it's actually in the algorithms, of course, but it's in the very infrastructure of the entire Internet and web. Uh, It is unbelievable, but I I couldn't believe it when I started putting the pieces together. It starts with this very utopian leftist communalist idea of, you know, the commons, right? And the Internet is going to be this free space of sharing. This is the whole story in the 90s. Now, just like the Soviet Union turned from that utopianism to, say, a centralized state authoritarianism, that's exactly what's happening here. It's going from this 
utopian uh, commons to the cloud, which is utter control of information in a centralized place by by a particular elite. It just happens to be digital, and it just happens to be private in this case. And they don't see themselves becoming the bad guys because they're just so convinced they're the good guys? Yeah, I mean, they think they're spreading, you know, the wealth of technology to the rest of the world. That, you know, it is the, you know, they're still, they're still trading on this idea that the Internet would in, would serve to enlighten everybody, that it would spread literacy far and wide. You know, everybody will have access to information and all that. So they're still trading on the old utopian ideals of the um, of the commons mm. while they're closing the gates, as, as it were, on the centralized control. Michael Rechtenwald, you can follow him at anti-PCNYU-PROF. You're listening to Glenn Beck. My Patriot Supply is uh, our sponsor this half hour. If your your first impulse after you hear of a storm coming or a problem or is, a missile launch in North Korea, <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. that happened this weekend, didn't it? It did. Short range yeah. uh, doesn't uh, technically violate their agreement, mm-hmm. but again, that seems to be getting fired up yet again. another time. Here, we're going to have to deal with this. Yeah, and then then we we send an aircraft carrier off to the coast of uh, Iran. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's really good news. If you if you heard any of this and you're like, I better run to the grocery store, you're probably not prepared. You're probably not prepared. My Patriot Supply is who you should trust for food storage. I've trusted them for years and years and years. You can start now with a two-week emergency food kit. That's the hardest thing about being prepared is starting. You're like, yeah, I know I got to do it, but I, I don't even know. They can help you. You'll save $62 this week if you go to the website preparewithglenn.com. $62 for a two-week emergency food kit. Preparewithglenn.com. When it's breaking news, it's too late. Preparewithglenn.com. Do it right now and prepare. Get your family ready for two weeks of trouble. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn is the place to go to sign up for Blaze TV. We encourage you to do so. Use the promo code Glenn and you're going to save 10 bucks when you do it. This is, uh, this is an amazing weekend, really, truly an amazing weekend for a, a few things. Um, first of all, the Trump administration is sending a very clear signal uh, to Iran back off. Uh, they're sending an aircraft carrier over to the uh, Middle East to specifically warn Iran that we're not going to take this uh, and what this is is some sort of an attack coordinated by Iran on the United States troops or its allies. That's what we got word of. I think it's probably our allies being um, Israel. However, we'll see. Let's just keep our eye on it. This weekend, we had Rashida Tlaib tweeting out, we got to stop dehumanizing our Palestinian people who want to be free. We had a lead Omar, I mean, Alan Omar coming out and uh, standing for the Palestinians and uh, and this fight against Islamophobia in in Israel. It's nuts. Then a week ago, was it a week ago, two weeks ago? When when did when did the Maduro thing when did the United States recognize uh, Guaido? 
uh, the date you're looking for? Yeah, was it a week, um, two weeks, three oh, weeks? No, it was longer than longer that. Longer than that? It? So did you know that Code Pink took over the embassy in New York? <laughs> no. I've been watching this embassy thing and, and watching the debate that was happening outside. I didn't realize that it was Code Pink inside the embassy because Donald Trump kicked everybody out of the Maduro regime. He said, closing the embassies, go, go home. We don't recognize you as the government. So when that happened, Code Pink took over and is occupying the Venezuelan embassy in New York. Now, this isn't new for them. You know, you got to remember, they've helped Hamas and Hezbollah. They are really a militant, anti-U.S., anti-freedom kind of uh, movement. But they were, they were there and they refused to leave. They said, quote, we feel that the elected government and the government that holds power and the government that is recognized by the United Nations is the Maduro government, and they deserve to have their embassy here. It was uh, late January, by the way, when they, first, when they first recognized Guaido as, the, as so, the actual president. So think of this. Here are the liberals saying they take over an embassy. They occupied an embassy here in the United States, and they are occupying it for Maduro, mm. a guy who's running over his own people, starving his own people. Mm -hmm. How many are on that side? How many are on the Rashida Tlaib and Omar's side. How many? How many people really are so virulently, 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 really, really liberal? <laughs> yeah, Is that what you're looking for? Anti-Israel. Yeah, okay, yeah. That they are dismissing what's happening in even Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. They're not talking about what happened in Philadelphia. We we played for you last hour. Uh, a mosque that said, oh, we just didn't vet these palms. No, no, there's no way that's that's an excuse. These palms that these little kids in this mosque were reciting were about beheading people, um, killing all the Jews, uh, taking the Temple Mount back. I mean, it, it wasn't a vetting problem. That is an extremist mosque. And it's in Philadelphia. Nobody's reporting on it on the left. Very consistent with the way these ha they handle these situations. When you look at the border, look at what we've been told about the border, that it's not a problem. Well, we know it's a problem now. You, you even have uh, Thomas Friedman going on CNN last week and saying, no, this is a real problem. We really do need to build a wall. And yet that's that's not all we've been told we've been told it's not a problem we've been told that things like M uh, ms-13 which is this horribly violent gang that that's nothing to worry about america yeah it's fear-mongering from the president how many times have we heard that really every time he's brought up the name ms-13 he's been mocked by the media and we've said over and over again look this is a real thing <laughs> right like this is ms-13 is a real danger and they are committing crimes in this country frequently we've said we've cited this stat many times but the ms-13 is responsible for murdering people in the united states at 4.3 times the amount of school shootings so ms-13 ms-13 is uh, 4.3 times the amount of people are murdered by this gang then all school shootings combined, all the schools. And obviously we take school shootings seriously, and we should. 
But do we take MS-13 seriously? We clearly don't. And what's kind of been interesting to me through this entire border crisis situation is they are now, as you point out, Friedman even admitting that this is a crisis. The New York Times op-ed board has an op-ed today saying, give Trump the money for the border. They're actually now saying, yeah, it's this big of a crisis. Give him the money. They still don't want the wall. But the Trump administration, as we've reported many times, has been asking for ways to handle this crisis even without the wall. They're saying, okay, you don't want the wall right now. Give us money for more detention beds. Give us money for more resources on the border. We have to, you need to give us this money. And the Democrats are the ones stopping it. And that's why this crisis is, uh, you know, getting out of control. But one thing, question, Glenn, I asked a few weeks ago is if it's true that we're getting all these refugees and asylum claims from Central America, uh, and these people are really fleeing violence, this isn't one of those things where they cross the border Mm -hmm. and just give themselves up because they know they're going to be released into the Mm -hmm. country, which is what we've speculated on. What is the cause of all all this strife in Central America? Now, look, we know these are not, uh, this is not the paradise Central America has lots of problems with corrupt governments and and crime, drugs, and everything else. We know this. But why is it that much worse? Why haven't we seen endless, uh, exasperated reporting about the new specific dangers in these areas that would cause people to come at such an increased rate suddenly? We've talked about what's happening in Chicago. We've talked about what's happening with these groups that are encouraging these caravans, not because of asylum claim, but because... They want something different to happen in the country. They want the country to be overwhelmed. They want the system to be overwhelmed. They want a change to, I mean, in the case of Chicago, legitimately as admitted, a communist, socialist communist government. I mean, that's what they're they're particularly looking for. And there's a lot of money flowing in the, that direction. But well, if, if this was these were true asylum claims, where's the reporting on this? Right. Mm-hmm. New York Times finally did it. They went down there for three weeks to Honduras and they have a, a very lengthy uh, detailed story about the strife being faced in Honduras. And you're not going to believe what the cause of it is. MS-13! No. Suddenly, they actually are a danger. Suddenly, they are committing all these terrible crimes. Suddenly, they are the threat we've been telling you they are for this entire time because now that it's the cause of all these asylum claims, they want you to think it's a danger. So now it's reported that MS-13 is, it's mentioned in this article 39 times. Oh my gosh. 39 times in one article. Do they mention that MS-13 is here because of our open borders? (laughs) Did they mention that at all? No, that's not really the focus of the article, I will say. I mean, look, it is worse in Honduras. And by the way, that applies to almost everything. (laughs) <laughs> that you could describe in the difference between the United States and Honduras. Yes, it's worse in Honduras. That is not what asylum claims are for, however. They're for very specific things and related to the government and the way they're handling uh, these situations. Uh, it is not designed because you have, uh, you, you know, there's a lot of terrible things that can happen to you in a country that does not qualify you for asylum mm-hmm. or refugee resettlement. Mm-hmm. And so they're trying to make this into a, into an issue that would be covered by... Uh, by asylum but it, it you know traditionally has not been but if you make it into this giant story and make it about ms-13 maybe you can pull that off this is an incredible thing glenn we're told that ms-13 is not a threat yet we have to accept all of these asylum claims because ms-13 is such a threat it is 
completely the opposite of what they've been telling us this entire time. And, you know, I got to say, it is there a moment when these organizations step back and say, look, we have we have done a terrible job on this issue. Let's be honest about it. We've been denying there was a crisis the whole time. We've been saying MS-13 is not a threat the whole time. And now we're making precisely the opposite case. Mm-hmm. Is there a moment where they examine? No. Is there a moment where they reflect on what they have done over no. the past few years? Because no. in this in this constant jihad against the president of the United States and his administration, they've overlooked so many things. They've just they've crossed so many lines they promised they would never cross. And I think that's the most frustrating part about it. We all know this is a real crisis. We've known it for a long time. You might not like the approach that Donald Trump takes on these things. But I mean, you have to admit the, the, the reality here. And the reality is that we really, really need more resources on this border. We do. And the fact that, again, Republicans and the president, and we've had problems with both of them over the years, but the fact that the Republicans and the president are the only one actually suggesting solutions to this problem, or at least attempted solutions to this problem, is pretty revealing. More than 16 million people live in Guatemala. And 5 million say they have plans to immigrate to the United States. The desire to immigrate to the United States, in part by 60% of the respondents, say they have friends and relatives in the United States. 90% of those say they communicate with them often. We are, this is a, this is a land rush. I don't want to say it's a land grab, it's a land rush. We have people coming from the other side of our border that just want to live here, and I welcome them. I do. Come the right way. I welcome you. Bring skills with you. Don't live off of us. But make us stronger. I welcome you. But when you have, when you have such dishonest people in charge here in America— that are recreating everything, I will tell you this, Honduras and Guatemalans, don't come here for this reason. We're building exactly what you already have. We're building an unbelievably corrupt government that controls every aspect of your life. And if you're not part of the chosen class, if you're not, if you're not the right person, the right point of view, wanting to build the right mousetrap, they're going to hold you down just as much in in Guatemala as they will eventually here in America. No, no need to run because the longer we keep this border over uh, open and the longer we play these little games and the longer we deny truth, the closer we become to what you are trying to flee. I'm so tired of oh, you hear Hillary Clinton said the election was stolen from her again. What? Oh, the weekend again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was stolen from her. It was stolen from her. And Kamala Harris said that <sighs> uh, the election in Florida and uh, uh, and in uh, Georgia was stolen. And she's really concerned that mm. Donald Trump is going to steal this one, too. It's going to be a long, a long, a long 18 months. You are going to need some energy. You are going to need 
dawn to dusk from Brickhouse Nutrition over the next 18 months. Because this is going to... <laughs> I can't take it! Uh, I, uh, I have to use Brickhouse Nutrition. You know, I'll give you a great example of when I used uh, dawn to dusk recently. The freaking Mueller report. You want to talk about a uh, just a boring document, 448 pages of trying to get through that and focus on it and then get to and review it on two different shows. I mean, it was not fun. It's not fun. And that's what I love Down to Dust because it's one of those things where, you know, I used to be on the energy drink uh, kick all the time, which is, is, is you know, it's something that's, uh, you know, you can get you can get on too much and those things are freaking expensive too. I'll be honest about it. You can get those two, three bucks a pop at every uh, gas station. Uh, Dawn to Dusk gives you a 10-hour uh, energy uh, supplement. It's it, it's it's, it's kind of gives you it's a smooth uh, introdu- introduction to uh, energy. You don't have to get uh, it's not like a burst and then you crash. It's not like that at all. There's no crash on it. There's no jitters on it. It's like some of these other products. I've used uh, Dawn to Dusk for a long time. As you know, we did this socialism special last week. Long day. You got to be focused for it. Dawn to Dusk was a huge help. Go to brickhouseglen.com. Again, it's Brickhouse Nutrition. The, uh, is the company. The product is called Dawn to Dusk. Go to BrickhouseGlenn.com. Get 15% off your first order with the offer code G-L-E-N-N or call them at 833-RING-B-H-N. Dawn to Dusk is 100% satisfaction guaranteed or your money back, so there's nothing to risk. Go to BrickhouseGlenn.com or call 833-RING-B-H-N. Keep your eye on the whole landscape as it is moving forward. And I think it's also critical to understand that, as I've been telling candidates who have come to see me, you can run the best campaign, you can even become the nominee, and you can have the election stolen from you. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Is she talking about herself, or is she talking about, like, Abrams and Gillum and these other things? She can't be. You could run the best campaign? Come on. Well, she probably thinks she ran the best campaign. She's her. Right. Wow. I don't know. I mean, she seems to be in complete denial about what happened. Yeah. And there's this thing going on with Democrats where they elevate these people who lose elections to, to places of prominence. Mm-hmm. Like they're like, well, will Stacey Abrams run? Run for president? She, she couldn't even win governor of Georgia. Beto O'Rourke? The guy lost to Texas to Ted Cruz. I mean, it was mildly closer than some other Democratic races, but only by a couple of points. Other people that you don't know their name at all right now. If you don't, you're in. Te- you're not in Texas. You don't know their name at all. They lost by like one or two points more than Beto in that race. It was a good Democratic year, so there was a clo- there were close races even in Texas. That being said, I mean Beto was no obviously showing now that he's not that big of a candidate. Andrew Gillum, the guy, I mean, was heavily favored to win that race in Florida and couldn't pull it off. When you lose, you're not supposed to be promoted, and that seems to be the Democratic way now. Well. There's a problem also with Biden, and the left has started to recognize it. We'll go there next. You ready for the last hour, Stu? Pumped up. I'm pumped up for the last hour of this program. I'll tell you that much. If you're thinking about selling your home or Mm -hmm. buying a new home, Mm -hmm. realestateagentsitrust.com, place to go. I am. I am thinking of that. I'm thinking of that. Are you? No. (laughs) No, not right now. I already did this, though. Right. But if you did. Then I would go to realestateagentsitrust.com. But did you? 
Uh, I do. I've been to realestateagentsitrust.com many times. Yeah, but you didn't do it for your home because you already lived in your home. I already lived in my home. I had so a special arrangement. Yes, yeah. I did. Need one. Especially stupid arrangement. I paid uh, rent on my home for yes. multiple years and then bought it. Yes. Very. Just like a real smart guy. Yeah, really mm-hmm. quite stupid. Mm-hmm. Anyway, you Thank can you. Uh, buy or sell your home now with the right agent. You're going to get the most amount of money for your home. You're going to get it priced right. You're going to move quickly because they do more than just blow up balloons. Uh, it's realestateagentsitrust.com. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Go there now. They are going to work hard for you, and you're going to find the right home. Maybe it's your next home, your first home, or your forever home. They'll help you find it and get into the right neighborhood with realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. I mean, I think we just have to start with the audio if we can. Let's just play the audio, please, of Tom Arnold in this bizarre pro-Nazi tirade. Listen. Listen to this. Yeah, I'm going to endorse a f***ing Nazi against you. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, man. Did, really, man? But, okay. Well, I mean, on, what, compared to Trump, Trump's the head Nazi. Trump is the worst person ever. Let me tell you something about Trump. <laughs> is he really the worst person you've ever met? Not the worst person I've ever met. Well, maybe. Oh, no, because he's a president. He has a lot of power. Right. I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> he's a, he's a Coward. He is a traitor. He doesn't stand up for this country. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, he's putting. Forget what about women. He's a white supremacist. He's a white supremacist, and that's why I would endorse a Nazi over Donald Trump. They didn't have any Just, white supremacy in there. No, ranks, no, they? not no, no, no. Superior race. That kind of thinking never entered their mind. This is the Glenn Beck program. He married Roseanne. Are you really going to go yeah, no, and like, I mean, it look wasn't really. to him for advice on no, anything? No, I don't. I mean, what does he do now? Is he yeah, working I, like at a... Seemingly just political commentary. He just yells about things on the internet, which is interesting because he also recorded Michael Cohen recently. He had become friends, I guess, with Michael Cohen, then you know, recorded him without his knowledge and then released... Oh, that's the, not illegal. Well, I don't know if it's... It depends it on which state. In California. Yeah. In California, it is. I think California, both sides have to know you're being recorded. I don't know the rules. Any, I know the rules. The rules are different in every state. In I, every I, state. I mean, maybe yeah. Michael Cohen knew. Well, you're not. We shocked. He's no, got. A, I mean, he got a press conference today. By the it, way, and would it shock you that that those two are just you know dumb and dumber together? Oh yeah, no, not. At I all. mean, just going, He's going on to jail today. Tra- He's going to prison today. Oh, by the way. Sad, yeah, Michael Cohen. Sad. sad. Well, press conference first, though. You can't go to prison without a press conference. Obviously, all right. It's in the Constitution. <laughs> <laughs> I want my phone call and my press conference. <laughs> All right, uh, let me tell you about the United States Concealed Carry Association. This is a company that provides education, training, and legal protection for responsibly armed citizens like you and me. They're also going to give you $1,000 right now to buy the AR-15 of your dreams. You know, I love reading these commercials. I just, I, lo- I love the fact that with all of the stuff that is going on, we got a client that is so ballsy. They're like, yeah. You know those spooky guns that all the liberals tell you about? Here's a thousand bucks. Go buy one. Uh, this offer ends May eighth. It, it it means that uh, you just have a little while to be able to get that thousand dollars to give away this uh, or to go in and buy an AR fifteen. All you have to do is text the word Beck to the number eight seven two two two. Now that'll lock your entry in. 
Um, your information is always kept safe. It's always respected. Uh, but remember, it's 10 chances to win $1,000 to get your free AR. Yes, the spooky gun, kids. Uh, you're running out of time. Do it now. Don't miss your chance to get the AR you've always wanted. Your free guide as well on uh, on how to keep your family safe. Text the word Beck to the number 87222 right now. Text the number Beck to 87222. Joe Biden and his son Hunter. Apparently, according to Clinton veterans, they say attacks on on Hunter Biden are giving them painful flashbacks of 2016. (laughs) President Donald Trump's political allies and his personal lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, have begun mobilizing to cast a legal cloud over Joe Biden, demanding that the Justice Department should open an investigation that could ensnare the former vice president as he launches his 2020 presidential bid. Biden's conflicts are too apparent to be ignored, and we should investigate them quickly, said Rudy Giuliani. Yeah, he's, he's right on that one. And we should have been doing this a long time ago, not just because he's a presidential candidate, but because Joe Biden is absolutely corrupt. He is as corrupt as the Clintons ever were. They're cut from the same cloth. They come from the same school. The suggestion of illegal behavior and the specter of putting a political opponent behind bars sounded familiar to some senior campaign ads to Hillary Clinton, who believe Trump and his allies are running a version of their crooked Hillary playbook from 2016. (laughs) You know, you don't have to, as we have seen, Ted Cruz is not a liar, but he got the lion Ted moniker and there was no way to to beat that. Usually, you earn your nicknames. Usually, you have to, you know, like low energy Jeb. I think he earned that one. I think he earned that one. Pretty low energy. Yeah, pretty low energy. Mm-hmm. Um, Crooked Hillary, she earned that one. I mean, decades in office earning that one. Generally speaking, the nickname thing or these big pushes, like flip flopper for John Kerry, only work when they reinforce something that people already kind of believe right right like so these new like a a scandal about corruption especially that late in the presidential race really hurt hillary because people already believed she was corrupt Mm -hmm. and then they saw jeez another one of these we're gonna have to deal with this the entire time forget it i'm going the other direction and that seemed to have been the difference in the election you know by multiple studies that have looked back at it so that changed that you know 10 days before the election people reinforcing yet again how corrupt this woman was, not helpful to her or her campaign. So this is from Politico. The attacks on Biden pivot off the lucrative business activities of his son, Hunter, during the Obama administration. Most notably, Hunter's work on the board of a Ukrainian energy company, Burisma Holdings. As part of a long campaign to pressure Ukraine to combat corruption in 2015 and 16, then Vice President Biden leveraged financial aid to the country in order to persuade the government to fire the country's top prosecutor. The prosecutor had been investigating Burisma at the time. Now, when you say a lucrative business deal, you know, a lucrative business deal might be like, 
quarter of a million dollars yeah, that's a yeah. lot for a business deal glenn yeah what about he, a million can you imagine a million dollar business deal that's lucrative yeah well in ukraine i think he got 1.5 million. million dollars a million and a half dollars for a business deal that's a lot of money glenn i don't know do you have your facts straight on that one uh i I think that's too much. I mean, a million and a half dollars. You can't possibly have that one locked down. Uh, Well, in China, it was a billion and a half. Hello? I just wanted to let that one set in. Yeah. A billion and a half dollars. Billion and a half. And that was just one of the two countries. One of the two countries. One of the two countries. Um, So, in the problem with the Ukrainian energy company is. Burisma, it was was owned by thugs, uh, owned by this really, really corrupt oligarch who also had been taking money from the United States government and he lost it someplace. He lost it. It was cr- crazy. It happens sometimes. Yeah, I think that was a billion dollars. Uh, but it was I he don't he doesn't remember what. Well, he remembers putting it into the bank. But he also owned the bank, and uh, it was kind of a money laundering bank. But he swears <laughs> the last time he saw it, it was in that bank. Okay, that was your tax dollars. <laughs> then Barisma also was under investigation by the FBI for trying to get our nuclear secrets from Americans in our nuclear weapons program. Well, several of them went to jail. So Burisma, Hunter Biden is doing business with Burisma. He's on their board of directors getting paid by them at this time. So the attorney general comes in and, uh, you know, their version of the attorney general, and he starts looking at Burisma. Well, he's he is corrupt and he's looking into a lot of different things. So. Joe Biden coincidentally comes over and says, hey, I'm not going to give you any of this American aid, which they had to have or the country would have collapsed. I'm not going to give you any of this aid unless you fire that guy. Now, was the guy corrupt? Yes. Did they pick up after he left the uh, the investigation into Burisma? No. Why? Well, those in the uh, in the government now say it was because of Joe Biden's pressure because he didn't want his son involved in any of this. So is there anything wrong with that? Well, it looks pretty bad. And then his other very lucrative deal was one point five billion dollars of Chinese money. And not not like Chinese, like, hey, here's, you know, Hop Ching and uh, his his bank account. It was from the government of China, one point five. And what did Hunter Biden's uh, son help them do by an American company that had technology that can be used in stealth? And by the way, this uh, this company that he's representing in China also was one that was trying to get our stealth secrets did and then built their own stealth plane that's the company that was paying hunter biden uh, or hunter biden was buying in with chinese money and then he said hey well we can we can really help your new stealth plane if we buy this american company 
Yeah, the, the, it's amazing. And the article about it is also fascinating because you can see, number one, they see how effective these attacks are. Number two, they're trying to get out ahead of it. They're trying to basically say, this uh, is not real. We want you to know it's not real before it starts picking up steam. This, of course, doesn't work in the modern age, right? Like people are going to find the truth mm-hmm. either way. I think the other part that's interesting about it is one of the things they're highly critical of is the very occasional time a mainstream publication picked up on the Clinton accusations. Mm-hmm. Um, they cite 60 Minutes in this story. Mm-hmm. They cite uh, New York, the New York Times in the story, both of which did do some coverage of Clinton cash and all of the corruption around the Clintons. And they did that with all of their mainstream media peer-reviewed type of uh, attitude. They looked at it. They took, They, I'm sure, started very skeptically with it, but came to the fact that, yeah, this stuff actually did happen, and here are their accusations, and here's how it laid out, and you got to make your own decision. They didn't obsess about it, but they did report it, and that gave it, quote-unquote, credibility. And what they're warning on in the article, who was the, was it Politico that did this article? Yeah, this is Politico. Yeah. And what they're warning on kind of in the article is, hey, New York Times, this time don't pick it up. Hey, 60 minutes this time, don't fall down this because look what look what we cost us. Last time you went after uh, these Peter Schweitzer claims and what happened? Well, Donald Trump won. You want that to happen again? It's almost like a warning to these mainstream media sources not to go down this road. And the issue here is that the, the information's accurate. You know, and it's not just uh, Peter Schweitzer. It's also John Solomon, uh, who works at the Hill now, has been a, was an AP and Washington Post reporter for 20 years a man who has no problems with credibility as a journalist and yet here we are they're trying to say they're trying to warn their colleagues guys don't do this because you're going to hurt the cause that's not what journalism is supposed to be the times is making itself an accomplice to a scheme whereby trump likely intends to put his potential democratic opponent under federal investigation for partisan reasons Hmm. no no, it's not partisan reasons. This needs to be investigated. Hunter Biden's international business dealings from China to Ukraine deserve scrutiny, says uh, Peter Schweitzer, a friend of this program. Uh, the left is also blame shifting on a story we've covered extensively on uh, television. The Biden family's ske- uh, sketchy ties to the Ukraine. It is true. His sketchy ties to the Ukraine are really quite frightening uh, because you see the possibility of a a government official enriching his family by using your tax dollars and the clout of the United States and the same thing in China. And if we don't get a handle on our presidents and our uh, elected officials, and I think personally this has happened on both sides of the aisle, I could be wrong, but there's just nobody looking into it and that's what puzzles me is it really does no one care about this on capitol hill or are too many people dirty from it and my guess is too many people are dirty but if we don't stop our presidents vice presidents our uh you know john Kerry was the secretary of state his son was the business partner in the china deal his son was john Kerry was the secretary of the state at the time 
So Joe Biden, the vice president, who was put in charge of the China deal, along with John Kerry, their two sons travel at the same time that they're trying to do deals with China for political purposes for the United States. The the sons are both meeting with the Chinese government about a one point five billion dollar investment in their firm. Wow, that's coincidental. Mm. That doesn't deserve a look-see? Of course it does. And that's the problem. It does deserve a look-see, and that's why they don't want you to look at it. All right, I want to talk to you a little bit about Goldline. Goldline's legal tender bar. Did you see what happened to the stock market just last night? U.S. stocks uh, index dropped 500 points. Uh, The yuan tumbled. uh, The Australian dollar tumbled. Things can change quickly. You know, last night I was reading about how Donald Trump said, yeah, we got to look at these tariffs. Got to look at these tariffs. And I think we're going to double the tariffs on China. Please, please, Mr. President, stop. You're hurting your chances to win. Stop it. It doesn't help the economy. It hurts the economy. He just doesn't believe that. I know he doesn't. But all the people around him do. I don't. I mean, somebody's got to convince him. Um, anyway, um, the uh, China's stock market fell as well. At the same time that this was happening, we sent an aircraft carrier to uh, Iran to let them know there's a line in the sand and you violate this and we will strike back. The, the story that I read led with oil prices could go up. Yeah, we could also be in a global war. <laughs> I mean, things are so unstable right now. Money is going to change. I guarantee you in the next 10 years, the U.S. dollar is not going to be like the U.S. dollar now. In that transition, what does the world look like? Well, may I suggest you go to gold and gold line. Get some of your money and some of your investment in gold. Somebody's got to have something left when we restart this thing. Goldline at goldline.com. They'll take your phone calls. They'll answer your uh, questions. They don't want you to buy anything necessarily today. They want you to do your own homework and, and become a reasoned investor in gold like I am. Physical gold. Keep it in the palm of your hand and in your, your own personal vault at home. 866-GOLDLINE. 1-866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. 10 seconds, station ID. By the way, speaking of the Clintons, uh, an evening with the Clintons uh, is uh, is coming to an end. It's coming. No. To an end. Yeah. Don't say it. Yeah. Don't say it. Mm-hmm. I'm very sad. Why? Is it just they're too busy, too in demand, it's too in demand, uh, too many people causing chaos because yeah. they just all want to get into the theater to hear their words. Last night was their last show at mm. the MGM. And uh, you know mm. when I go to when I go to Vegas, what I want to do is go to see a Bill and Hillary show. Oh yeah, uh, I thought it was going to be one of those long time residencies. <laughs> Did you? Oh my gosh, yeah, I, yeah. that's what I thought. It's yeah. One of those things where they would just be years and years doing the same show and just talking about how the election was mm-hmm. stolen from them. In fact, a couple of them were, I think. Yeah, it was uh, it was good, uh, and she just wears feathers. 
uh, in the Vegas version of that. Strangely, so does he. Mm. But um, hey, Ew. you know, to each his own. <laughs> so they were like five hundred dollars for these seats. Um, the Seattle event went as low as twenty dollars a ticket. Uh, the L.A. show went as uh, low as six dollars a ticket. And uh, Vegas was two dollars. Two bucks. Two bucks. Well, there's a lot of shows. In I mean, Vegas. the homeless, <laughs> the homeless could go and have a good have a good rest. Not true with Al Gore, though. No, really? I will say, yeah, because Al Gore was doing a tour as well, yeah. where he's going to come around and talk to you at theaters all around the country. And we yeah, actually had a plan that. to yeah. go because there's a new music venue near us. Yeah, uh, where the studios are, we we're going to send a reporter there to kind of mm-hmm. see what Al was talking about. Yeah. Problem is, show got canceled. Oh, you're so kidding me. I'm sure the reason it got canceled was just, yeah, look, schedule conflicts. Probably. Oh, that happens all the time. That's probably what yeah. happened. Um, yeah, it could be that, he, you know, Al just didn't want to take a private jet to Texas to do the show, happens realizing the time. it would have a negative effect on the environment. Mm-hmm. Could be that. Mm-hmm. He didn't think about the flight until the show was scheduled mm-hmm. and on sale for mm-hmm. months. Mm-hmm. But no, not no one apparently coming. And so the the show was actually canceled. We cannot get that so, information. So you know, here's clear. the thing. What's really weird is is all these people have just lost their clout. Barack Obama. I mean, Barack Obama got in, and remember those crowds in the in the the second term when he was running, he didn't have those crowds. Remember, he was booking uh, uh, arenas. And how the the they had to like you know curtain them off and right yeah. and they had to shoot it a certain way mm-hmm. and the press wasn't showing it that they were just they were empty. I don't think that's going to happen with Donald Trump. Well, no, I mean, look, Donald Trump is a celebrity whether he's president or not. He, I mean, Donald Trump was getting big crowds before he considered running for president. No, I know, but the the shine has come off of all of these other people. All these other, yeah. the Clintons and all of that stuff, they're just like... Energy's gone in that party gone. for people like that. Gone. I mean, they just can't stand Hillary because she lost to Trump. And they see Barack Obama as a guy who had tons and tons of power and didn't go far enough with it. He's a disappointment. That's crazy. Really amazing. That is really, really, truly amazing. You're listening to Glenn Beck. All right. When you first get into your car, what's the first thing you do? If somebody else has driven it, you adjust the seat. Most cars allow you to move the front, you know, the seat front and back, back a little bit, you know. But unless you're in a luxury car, it doesn't have lumbar support. Most of us spend our day sitting down. That's why we look the way we do, quite honestly. Uh, But (laughs) most of us spend our, our days just sitting down. Your office chair can make a huge difference with your back. The X chair is the best I've ever sat in. Call uh, 1-844-4X chair. Or if you want to see what they look like and, and read all about the different options and everything else, go to xchairbeck.com. That's xchairbeck.com. If you order, you're going to get $100 off. Uh, plus, you're going to get uh, the free X wheels. These are the new really, really uh, high-end ball bearing wheels that um that have help you glide across the room if that's what you want to do xchairbeck.com go there now xchairbeck.com hundred dollars off right now you'll get a, a free footrest and you get the x wheels you do it now xchairbeck.com go there now if you miss a minute you miss a lot so get the podcast it's available wherever podcasts are for this program and also the news and why it matters starring glenn beck 
Let's get to the real news. Let's let's get to the uh, stuff that, you know, Monday mornings are are made for uh, and uh, and Mondays really are made for headlines like this. Biological man identifies as woman, but plays a man as the first transgender lead in U.S. opera. That's a lot of research you think, a lot of, to nail a, that because, you know, he, this is when he was a he. Well, he's still when, biologically a man. Oh, well, I but hope you're identif- not. I, I know I identify him as a woman. going down the road of saying that biological gender. No, it plays no role. Okay, thank you. But he is a biological man, but identifying as a woman, mm-hmm. but he's been asked to play a man in an opera. And my question is... I mean, shouldn't you get a man to play that role? Even if he can't sing, shouldn't you get a man to play a man's role? Well, we've seen this over and over again, where you're not allowed to have a, a straight person pay, play a gay person. Or, or, or an abled person play a non-abled person. Mm-hmm. That was very, I'm glad you put that as abled, and you didn't say the yeah, word no. handicapped. Oh, no, which my I gosh, would, oh, my why God, would I said you? It. Oh, I said it. my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Can we delete Sorry, that? Facebook. Sorry, sorry, sorry. We didn't mean that. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. So... You think about the, you know, well, sometimes uh, actors and actresses will go undercover. They'll work mm-hmm. like in the police for a few days to see what it's really like for police yeah. because they're playing a role mm-hmm. of police officers. This guy was so Woman. dedicated. No, when he was a guy, yeah. he was so dedicated. He remained a guy and did guy things for how many years before transitioning to female just so he could play this male part? And I want you. That is that That's, is dedication that is to dedication. your craft. I want you to hear because he. Uh, I mean, I don't know if he pulls the role off uh, as a man. I mean, because he is a woman, right? Is he a? So I want you to listen to him a, because I don't a, know if he pulls this off. Go ahead. Play, can we play the audio? What a, what a low-voiced female that is, right? slap a pair of horns on his head and a couple of you know madonna breast cones and you got yourself mighty handsome opera woman oh i'm sure you know what I i'm mean? sure I mean, i've seen the photos yeah so okay enough uh by the way did you hear that madonna is claiming a discrimination <laughs> stupid this world i'm sorry Madonna's Madonna, now what? Uh, claiming discrimination she's being discriminated against because she's 60 No, 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 that's not what it is, Madonna. You're being discriminated against because you're a skank. That's why. And that that's not a word I usually use. No, I've not you heard you use it in quite a long time. Doesn't it fit Madonna? I haven't heard anyone use it in quite a long time. Yes. Actually. Well, it's an old timey word. It is an old timey word. An old timey word. Uh Uh, here's another uh story for you, Stu. Mm -hmm. Uh male makeup is catching more men's eyes. Now, as an expert in male makeup, mm. I wear it every day. I wear it every day too, and I, I oh, hate it. It is the worst thing about being on television. They're like, you're like, I don't want to wear makeup. Forget it. I'm, you know, people know what I look like, and then they say, yeah, I know. That's why you need makeup. Uh, we've we've seen you without it, and you're awful. So they put it on us every day to tell us how awful we are. It's like a daily reminder of how hideous we are as as people. Who's the guy I interviewed on Friday? What was his name again? Uh, uh shoot the navy seal he worked with uh, oh yeah jocko 
So the Navy SEAL, this guy is a man's man, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, he he got us out of Ramadi, and uh, he w- Chris Kyle was on his team. Zero sense of humor. Zero sense of humor, at least with me. Uh, and uh, interviewed him on uh, Friday, and he's the first person to say no to makeup. And and our makeup artist was like, "Well, but you're on. Uh, you're going to be on television under lights. It's going to." And he's like, "Nope, don't care." She's like, "Well, <laughs> but you have like a really bad spot. It looks like a cut on your nose. Don't care." Okay, but I, I'm going to get in trouble. It. Nope, no makeup. So he sat down with no makeup, uh, and because he's a man's man, and uh, mm-hmm. it, it's an interesting interview. Because I I liked him. You weren't here for it. No, no. Yeah, I I liked him uh, because he's a fascinating guy. But I don't think we'd be hanging out. Because he's just, there's no humor in him at all. Well, he's done some serious things. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he led SEAL Team 1, SEAL Team 2, SEAL Team 3, and SEAL Team 7. And I said to him, not good enough for six. Did not laugh. He did, not, he did, <laughs> did not he kill laugh. you? I mean, that's yeah, almost. I, yeah. He just didn't. He just he just stared at me, and I went, I, "I'm I'm 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 kidding. I'm kidding." Well, they do some pretty serious things. No, no I I. Oh boy! Oh, I wow. know <laughs> that must have been fun. Oh, it was interesting because I went back several times to try to get that humor thing going with him, and uh, not really there. Not there. Not there with you, not at there. least. Not uh, there. But so anyway, Jocko will not be wearing male makeup. The male makeup. But no. it is true. I will say, you know, there was a time where a lot of these things, like manscaping, right? Totally not a thing back in the day. The, uh, the what is the body spray? The Axe body spray? They're selling God only knows how much of that stuff. I mean, that's just like, that's stuff that women used to put on themselves. These are just in, in just guy sense, right? I mean, they, all of these things that well, used to be... This just is, women, female now I've just crossed over for male with a different market. Isn't this kind of what uh, Michael Rechtenwald was yeah. kind of talking about mm-hmm. today? He's talking about there's this new corporate socialism. They're behind these things because if they can divide people into more categories, they can sell more product and they have more control over you. I mean, it's 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 really it's crazy, and it's international, which was interesting too. I mean, it's yeah. it, really a lot of the things you just, he describes kind of strike well, up like corporatism or even some elements of fascism. That's why we're um, not building a border wall. That is the reason, because the borders are gone. The borders are just going to be gone if they get there. This is international socialism. This is one world government. No borders. This is just that's just what everybody's after. You don't think? Uh, no, certainly not everybody's after that. But well, no, yeah, no, no. you're saying that this is the underlying philosophy. Yeah, yeah. There's and not going to be a border there. It's in, it's an interesting thought. I mean, Michael kind of brought it up. It's really something I haven't heard, uh, you know, really argued all that often. But Michael's very smart, and he's uh, kind of going to make this uh, case over the next couple of weeks with us as well, yep. and on, more often probably on TV as well. CNN. Now remember, CNN has dropped 26 percent in primetime ratings. Maybe maybe because of stories like this maggot sausage and insect ice cream can help feed the world scientists say after all lobsters aren't pretty but dip these unsightly creatures into warm butter and they instantly become a different matter to most of us why then do we gag at the thought of eating insects because they're insects and i'm not eating them i don't want to eat them that doesn't answer the question why 
Why not? If it tasted good, would you eat maggots? No. Why? But seriously, why? If they tasted good, why wouldn't you eat maggot sausage if you liked it? Because they're maggots. Well, that's not an answer. That's not a why. That's just a statement. Why, if dogs tasted good, would you eat your dog? I would not. I would, would not. Would you either. notice that I don't? Yeah, but uh, not not eat your dog. You don't eat any meat, right? Yeah, that's what I mean. Though I mean, like, if the reason, what's the difference? Why don't you eat your dog? Because I have a relationship with my dog. Right. Right. Yeah, I view different it, animals in different that's ways. That's a fascinating thing to no, explore. But it's true. Yeah. No, it's oh, true. I do explore. It's true. It's true all across my the world. My daughter doesn't eat meat. She's gone mm. full-fledged vegan. Uh-oh. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, it's making your life and, fun. And so we have, I've said to her, because she, she didn't, when, you know, we mm. have a cattle ranch, and we slaughter our own cattle for our own beef. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and she's like, I don't like the idea. I'm like... Honey, then you can't eat meat if you don't like the idea. And she agreed with me. She led the way on this one. Mm -hmm. If you don't like the idea, if you look at the pretty cows and go, oh, those are pretty cows. I don't want to think about the butcher. Well, then you shouldn't eat meat. And that's, I I think, I mean, unless you grew up on a farm, like one guy who works here grew up on a farm. He was telling me like that was just their life. Like they were nine years old, you know, slaughtering that animals. That was mine too. Uh, and that's a lot of people grew up that way, right? Yeah. I and mean, if you're on a farm, that's kind of very standard to you. I think if you didn't do that, though, most people fall into that camp. I mean, Pat says it all the time. It's like, hey, I, I, I want to eat the meat. I just don't want to think about it. I don't want to think about where it comes from. And so, like, it's just that is. You see, and maybe I that's the standard. deal with like spiders. I could not eat insects th- and spiders and. Couldn't eat that. You, why, like that why? That's the question. If, if, the, if that big blob of that hairy Australian fight, a spider yeah. was like a really good piece of tender filet inside, right. still wouldn't eat it. Well, if they shelled it, took out the hair. <laughs> no. You know? No. Um, I still would not eat it. There's a, I think it's Kazakhstan that has a very uh, a, a legit delicacy in their country. Very standard uh, traditional cultural dish that's horse stew. Like, it's a stew legit made out of horses. And there was a controversy a while ago because we kept shipping our... We're not allowed to have horse meat here, but we would just ship them over there. And then the horses... See, were, I think were, that's a problem. If you got <laughs> horses and they're going to die, if you're slaughtering them, you know, just... But again, like, the, this, the, that doesn't answer the question, right? Like, there's no... The, it is a weird cultural thing that we do, and every country does it, which is you pick certain species, you're like, ah, that, those are just totally fine to kill and eat whenever you want. And those, that's crazy. You'd be nuts if you ate one of those. And it's like, well, the really the, the separation factor there, if you're going to eat meat, right, is t- it should be taste, right? Like, which ones taste really good? If maggots tasted delicious, why would you care? And then there is a an internal sort of guttural, like, ugh, factor. Correct. But, like, it's not explainable. There's no re. If they put that, if they made sausage out of maggots, they didn't say, like, you didn't know it was maggots, and you started eating it, and then you liked it, and then later on realized it was maggots, you would stop eating it. That's not a that's not a coherent decision. Well, then is it a coherent if I made if I made sausage out of people mm-hmm. and it was delicious? Well, I you don't so there's no separation between people and animals. Well, we this, are this. animals. Mm-hmm. We're just intelligent animals mm-hmm. with souls. But I mean, it, really, right? We, it, there's lots of people that just look at people as animals. We're just an animal. Okay, so why not just... Yeah, I mean, there are certainly people who do that. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I mean, right. you don't do it. But and... what's the difference? 
It's an animal. Well, it's still an animal there's product. A, re- a pretty large religious one, if you want to start there. Well, I mean, no, let's say, say we're not killing them. Mm-hmm. We're saying instead of burying them, we're, 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 we're using all of their... There you go. Well, you know what? There you go. Maybe, maybe we don't kill people because that's against the law and against many different uh, things. But maybe mm-hmm. when they die... We think about giving people the option. There's human composting now in Washington. First state that just passed I, it. I know. Maybe we offer, you know, a little bit of a, a soiling green option for people. Spoiler alert. <laughs> maybe. If you're watching that movie right now, you're like, damn it! What, it's made out of people? Are you kidding me? So I'd never seen that movie <laughs> in, until Pat was always like, people, soiling green is people, <laughs> which, is the, which is like the last line in the movie. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, you've never seen soiling green? And I'm like, no. He's like, you've got to watch it. Well, I watched it and I turned it on. They're like, hey, he's going to work at the soiling green factory. And I'm like, it's people, man. Don't eat the people. There's nothing to that movie except the reveal. Except that it's the people. reveal, it's a horrible movie. <laughs> except for the reveal. Well, I thought the insect ice cream and maggot sausage conversation. You thought would go we'd a be on the same way. page on that? I, I think I would. Pro maggot sausage, apparently. That's my position. Oh, <laughs> simply safe. One hundred percent committed to helping you fear less at home. 88% of all burglaries are happening in your neighborhood, in residential areas. 77% of all crimes are property crimes. Three out of four homes are going to be broken into within the next 20 years. And if you're a rental, you're in a rental, you are the most vulnerable. Now, what are you going to do? You live in fear. You could worry about it. Or you just get simply safe. Now, they, there's these all kinds of these gadgets that oh, I can watch my front door. Well, that's great. And unless you're watching your front door and the burglar comes through your front door, uh, you, nothing's going to happen except you'd be like, oh, I wish I was watching my front door when he came in or that my front door was actually a phone that called police. <laughs> Simply Safe has put it all together. Simply Safe, the latest technology, it's really truly unbelievable what you can do now with this technology you can you can actually tell the ups guy i'm going to open up the door for a second you you're at work you'll see him at the front door i'm going to open up the door and turn off the alarm just put the package inside you can you can open the door turn off the alarm let him put the package inside watch him leave have him close the door you lock it back up and set the alarm can you lock him inside and creep him out that like be they great? can't get out all of a sudden. That would be fun. They should invent that feature too. Well, I don't think they. And then force them to eat horse meat. Is that? A- <laughs> it's simply safe Beck. <laughs> Simplysafebeck.com. You get a ten percent discount. They also, if somebody breaks in, they can verify that there is somebody in the house because the cameras, which will give you priority service at the police station. This makes the world of difference. It's the best of the industry simply that's simply safebeck.com oh we're still we're still arguing oh, this about is, this this is an interesting you're not to eat bugs okay you just don't eat bugs lots of people eat bugs i know did John you see the baptist it, ate locust did, shut up did you see indiana jones part two that documentary i don't want to okay no. that one they ate lots of bugs and monkey and brains. monkey brains and mm-hmm. i'm not gonna eat monkey brains either well you're missing out i'm sure yeah, they're delicious. well i'm not hanging out with a kid named shortstop so uh, <laughs> 
short stop was his name big, shorty uh, short, short short stack short stack short something stop, like that something like that anyway i'm interested to see if you would be uh tempted or would entertain a taste test of the impossible burger this is like the best what's it made out of I, could, I mean, we only have a few seconds here before the end of the show. We should go over this, though, this week. It's, it, it's being served Is it now. like the, the pink slime stuff? No, 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 no. no. It's, not, it's, ma- it's plant-based, they say. Um, it's not actual meat, but it tastes just like meat. I've had it a, you know, a bunch of times. They're just about to add it to tastes, Burger King menus. The tastes Impossible like Wha- meat. Whopper. Tastes like You haven't had meat. It's been a long time, though. I'm not alone in this 15 years, 20 years. People are saying it's the best. I mean, it is absolutely the best one they've ever done. There's well, no question about really? it. Right. Well, really? Right. locusts are the best buff. Exactly. <laughs> I want to see. I would like to see from a real meat eater if you actually feel that way and think it tastes like meat. Bring it on. All right. Let's do it. Bring it on. You're listening to 